some kind of disturbance. I'm gonna go check it out. We request that everybody stays calm at the current moment. Who are you people? I want a coffee! You, you, you are now to 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 Where love and life come together. Come together. From the Spacebird Media Studios, it's Roxanne and Ace Unlimited. Roxanne and Ace Unlimited and Unlimited Life. You know, the Lord promised us abundance. And that's what we're living in is I have a a Christmas explosion going on in the house. Ace has been over. He understands that it's Christmas in every corner and every nook and cranny. And I have five trees and we have a little house. So it's a lot of Christmas. We're Roxanne and Ace. Welcome. Hi, friend. Hey, so I'm not as festive as you are, but I'm looking forward to getting there because I feel like you you are that spark for so many people when it comes to Christmas. Like like the whole front of your house is decked out. You've got like the special little icicle lights and all these things. And I cannot decorate my house. I can't bring myself to add that chore yet. And my wife really wants me to add that chore. And, you know, she, she's like, babe, this would look great. I'm like, maybe your next husband will pay and buy it and put it up. She's like, <laughs> So anyway, but uh, love the tree behind you. We're going to actually get some tips from Roxanne on how to really decorate your tree and do it in a very efficient, very beautiful manner. We'll get to that coming up. Uh, first, of course, we want to say thanks to Birmingham Mortgage Group and My Brother's Cup for making this week possible. Lots of trends to catch up on. So I know that you got to see the latest Marvel movie. And what did you think? I was apprehensive. Okay. So when the Miss Marvel TV show came out, I watched it. And yes, she's a teenage super or superhero. So of course there's going to be elements that are a little bit, you know, downplaying the coolness of Marvel in my mind. But the way that it sets up for the Marvel's movie, which brings all of them together, and it's kind of moving the, fo- the the story forward in a lot of places. It connects a lot of dots. There was a lot of great special effects. I'm a huge fan of the Flurkins, you know, a cat that can shoot tentacles out of their mouth, you know, to save the day. I mean, I'm I'm all I wish my cat would do that. Like, come on, Charlie. <laughs> Where's your tentacles, you know? Uh, but it was great. I, I as as a Marvel fan, a, Mar- a Marvel junkie, I really enjoyed it. Well, Christians are very much looking forward to Journey to Bethlehem. Antonio Mm. Banderas is in it. They're a little worried Hollywood is about this movie because of the writer's strike. The actors weren't available quite as much to do interviews. And so they're worried that we're not going to get out like we did for Sound of Freedom. And I don't think that'll be a problem. I I love Christmas movies, especially those about Christ. (laughs) And so I think we'll come out and see it. I have not, of course, I haven't seen it yet, but I did go ahead and start listening to the soundtrack so I would be familiar with the songs. And for King and Country is what helped to write a lot of these songs. And Lecrae, he's in the movie. He also helped do some raps on there. Stephen Curtis Chapman helped to write the title cut. So a lot of the the Christian music industry came together for this project. And so you'll hear you'll hear familiar voices as the songs unveil. Uh, I know some some of the people in the church I've heard have been nervous about the betrayal of Mary, of the way the songs kind of tell her story. Uh, so I, that part I don't know. I can't tell from the soundtrack that it's necessarily painting her in a different light than what she really was to Jesus and to the world. But, you know, we'll see. And, and hopefully it'll be successful because if nothing else, we do need a good Christmas musical that, you know, we can 
embrace as a body, as maybe something we recreate, you know, for our, you know, cantatas and things, you know, something new, right. You know, get you some real sheep, some real lambs and have somebody, you know, deacon build you <laughs> an actual, you know, trough and put a fake baby in it, you know, it'd be great. It would be great. So we go from that happy news into something super serious, but I want us to be aware, especially this time of year about the spiritual warfare that's out there and how serious and frightening and scary it really is not to diverge in such a dramatic way. But I did want to talk about a global satanic cult that has been unveiled by the FBI. This is some of the scariest stuff I've ever heard about. It came with an arrest of a young man. Of all things, his name is Angel. Can you believe that? Mm. They arrested him. The group is called 764. It abuses minors and cultivates violent videos. What they do is they seize on teens that are at risk, those that have mental health issues, young kids, young as eight, and they encourage them to mutilate animals, to do sexual acts, to worship Satan in video context. And there are so many scary things about this, including threats and blackmail and manipulation. That's how they get these young kids involved in it. But the fact that it's coming out of another organization, O9A, that is Hitler worship and Satanism, it's an offshoot of this, and it has thousands Mm -hmm. of members around the world that are doing this online that are meeting secretly. What on earth, Ace? Well, and the part that scares me as a dad, for sure, is, you know, they're using places like Discord and Matrix to use their groups to start to recruit or, you know, build their community. And then on top of that, in the fact of, you know, you never know, you know, especially like I think about my son who's in some of those rooms that we've allowed him and we can see the conversations he's having but just the thought that people who maybe might not have parents who are watching and looking out for their kids how easily it could be to pull in you know a 10 plus age group and before you know it they're sucked up into something and starting to believe a lot of what this cult and you know satanism ends up being i was even disheartened this week you know as i was reading this story as as a prodigy of the 80s Duran Duran released a new album. And when you open the album cover, I did not buy it, by the way. uh, But when you open the album cover, it's a Ouija board. And I was as 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 an 80s kid who grew up on them and, and maybe they've always been into it. And I just, you know, turned an eye and, you know, didn't necessarily read into that. I just like the you know, poppy songs or whatever, but I, I, I don't like the the entry points, the little subtleties, the things, especially from a generation that they're exposed to so many things. And if all of their friends or even two of their friends are absorbing some of that culture, they could easily be sucked into it. And we have to help filter that, pray for those that we can and cannot see that are involved in this or could come in contact with it because it's scary. Once you're caught up in it, you don't realize the entry point that you allowed to get you there. It's very frightening. Demons are real. Satan is real. Hell is real. And I could get on a roll about this. We try to pretend it's not, oh, it's not really real. Um, Hate to break it to you. And, And like you said, a gateway to a demon 
is not funny. It's yeah. not playtime. It's not an innocent little game. Yeah. Well, we have to remind ourselves we're physical bodies having a supernatural, spiritual, um, or we're supernatural beings having a human experience. So don't think that, oh, that's just you know made up in Hollywood. No, it's real. It's really real. And so just please protect yourself. We pray for those involved and that, you know, the FBI, now that they're aware of this, that they can put a stop to it. It needs to be stopped. Definitely. Lessons every leader needs to learn. I think this is really powerful. I've been looking forward to passing it along. Learn to follow first. Hmm. And this is such an important model. It comes from Paul. He did say whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. But he also goes on to say, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. And when we do that, we see Christ washing feet. Mm. We see Christ hanging out with people others dismissed and yeah. disowned and disavowed. The model of leadership, Christ-like leadership. Ace, I don't know about you, but I feel like it's missing from yeah. today's world for the most part. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, you know, something else that's mentioned on here that I've always been a fan of is for leaders to have mentors. You have to have someone who's guiding you to the next step that's maybe five, maybe three to five years ahead of you in career. But yet you're following kind of the same, you know, CEO or COO or whatever, even just program directors, you know, moving to the next level within your company and ministry, because a it's someone to look to when you need to make decisions you've never made before, but it's also someone who can go, hey, I've noticed you've been acting like this or been making these decisions. I would be careful of that. You're going to lose people. You're going to lose your you know, finances. You're, you know, you're going to lose funding, whatever it is. And you've got to have that accountability so that you are staying a follower, that you are leading a way that there are people following you. Yes, a mentor of mine in her 70s, Mary Catherine, had to take me aside and, and do some behavior correction. And it wasn't fun. Wow. But it was done in love. Yeah. And I needed it. But I will say this. If I didn't highly respect her relationship with the Lord, her knowledge of the Bible, her brilliance, you know, this is a retired nurse. Yeah. Her kindness. It would not have been easily accepted. But you know, and, my, and I did modify the behavior, by the way. <laughs> yeah, no, and 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 that's the kind of person you are, which I, is one of the things I love about you. But think about this: when you think about opinions, oftentimes it's not necessarily that we're doing something wrong; it's that we're doing something different than someone else. So again, it's important in a mentorship from a leadership or even just a spiritual perspective to have someone in your life that you trust, because when they give their opinion, while yes, you can look at it as, well, they just don't like the way I'm choosing to do it. Well, maybe they also, if you trust them, like you do with Mary Catherine, if you trust them, maybe they did things like you did, and they're trying to save you from some of the same roads and hiccups that they faced which is what I believe Mary Catherine is probably coming from in her place with you. It's speaking the truth in love. There's a big difference between you shouldn't do that. I, you know, yeah. Well, she wouldn't say anything like that anyway, but you get my, <laughs> you get the gist. Sure. Uh, don't wait for permission. A lot of times I think, especially today's younger generation is waiting for the perfect time to get married and waiting for the perfect time to have a baby and waiting for the perfect time to start a ministry 
And this is what you got to say. The baby's coming. The diapers arrive. The parties happen. Grandma and grandpa bring things. Yeah. You know, if you wait for everything to be the right timing, you're stuck. Yeah. Well, I know when it comes to timing, when it comes to family, especially to renewal ready at Birmingham Mortgage Group to help take you into your new home, your dream home, the home that you build memories with, especially with the holidays coming up. People are feel a little overwhelmed. We're not going to have enough room for everybody. What do you do? And Turin is there to help you. Well, he has the broker model, which is look for a great interest rate for you. People think, oh, locked in. It's in the sixes. It's a nightmare. I don't have a chance. But he's going to investigate and find the right broker and find an interest rate that serves you well and really works at it. I think sometimes people just want you to fill out a mountain of paperwork and they forget about you and they don't sure. talk to you. Yep. Trin is in the process and he truly cares. So you've got to give them a call, 205-259-1656. And by them, I mean Birmingham Mortgage Group, or check them out at behammortgage.com. I think when we think about our faith and the decisions we have to make this week or even in life in general, how much are we involving Jesus in those decisions? Well, this is one of my favorite things about you. And and one of the things I learned about being around a godly man, when you're together doing a morning radio show and it's four in the morning and you're together five hours a day and you depend on each other. Because we're only as good as the other person is. Yeah. And when they're having an off day, it's not good. And you didn't have them. But one thing you always said, and I thought, is he really praying that much? Well, I asked God about this. Well, God told me that. Well, I asked God about this. And he told me that. And he told me to wait. And he told me no. And he told me, don't do that. And I thought, this dude is the real deal. He doesn't breathe without asking God about what to do. Well, and, it, and again, it also comes from the times when I wasn't leaning on him for things that I should have. So I I'd probably over, you know, I, I have Zoom meetings with him on a regular basis just so I can check in and go, am I on track? And he'll go, you're good, you're good. But but the thing that's great, too, is we have to be able to, and 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 while some things people go, well, I can make that decision without confronting God or without asking Jesus— Okay, but it also is are your are is the fruit of then after you made that decision is it also something that you believe honors God? Because we can I, I could easily make a decision about dinner or about career or a car purchase and not consult my wife, not consult the bank, just go right, and then and then be like, Lord, why are my finances in such shambles? Well, you made decisions <laughs> without consulting me. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, we, we get mad at the chef when we're the ones that took the recipe and go, I'm going to put a bunch of salt in here because I like salt. <laughs> I mean, you have you have to have those conversations, even if they're just passing. And the other thing that I love, too, and, and this is something I know you can connect with when people ask you to pray for them. You take it seriously. Right. Uh-oh. It's not it's not a it's not a please pray for me. So this such and such a workout. I mean, Praying for someone and being asked to pray for them is such an honor that if if you're in an environment where you can stop and pray with them in the moment, you're also reminding them that, hey, we're going to involve God in these decisions that you're making or that might affect both of us in our friendship or a relationship. But also, 
even if you don't do it out loud with them, do it in the moment. Like as hey, absolutely, Tiffany, I'll pray for you. And you walk away as you're walking away. Not only ask God for whatever he's doing to just intervene, but thank him for what he's already started that nobody can see yet. Because then oh. as, as we're in a month of Thanksgiving, you're creating that heart set of that. Okay, whatever is coming, I'm okay with it because I involved God in that process. Oh, that's so good. The scripture we're referencing, by the way, is Psalm 32, 8 from the NIV. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. You know, he's saying, I will. This is what I do. I counsel you. Thank the Lord that we are inbred with the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. who leads us. Otherwise, we're lost. All right. New York City cab drivers have a lot to say about relationships. And They've seen it all. And it's funny to me because when we were traveling to Europe, Wayne got off the United flight and was like gone. And I didn't know he was gone. I thought he was in the restroom. So I'm in the back of the plane waiting and waiting. And the flight attendant says, you're free to leave. I mean, I'm the only one there. And I'm like, my husband must be in the bathroom. And she said, oh, no, he left. He's been gone a while. And she said, I thought you were fighting. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, oh, fine. Yeah. But what's funny about that is the flight attendants are very observant and they've seen it, heard it all. And yeah. so are cab drivers. So their advice on great relationships, find your equal, be equally out your career, your education. It certainly helps you communicate and helps you with goals in life. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, uh, it's interesting, too, because I, I would never think about leaning on a cab driver to offer marriage advice. But as I've kind of, you know, gone through this list, I'm like, these are all important facts because they, <laughs> they're see, they're paying attention, even though they oh, might yeah. just drive. How are you, sir? You know, <laughs> that'll be, you know, thirty five fifty. Oh, thank you. Have a great day. Like they paid attention to the conversation you had on your phone with your spouse, you know, all those things are there. So I, I can totally understand why this is valid information. Always think of what's best for the other person. I think that's great. Never hide the truth. Talk and communicate. Never date your clients. That can get messy. And it's mm -hmm. not about money. You know, one cabbie says he was totally broke and he had just enough money. He was at Coney Island to buy a hot dog and they split it. And that was the best hot dog he ever ate. And he still remembers it. And a time when they're not worried about buying a hot dog, there's significance to the times that you struggle together. Yeah. No, you know, I just remember having a jar of marinara sauce and some noodles and that was about it. Yeah. And we ate it and it was the best meal you'd ever had because it was what we had left. Right. But the significance of that, how much more you appreciate things, sure. you know? Well, and I love too. you know, the cab drivers even pointed out the fact that, you know, be accepting of a new version of your spouse, because while, yes, you married a version of them, the things that you go through together and separately is going to change them. And it's going and obviously, like we talked about involving God it will change them for the better, but then you're ready to not only love them for who they are, but you're also loving who they're going to be. And the same for you. 
And so that, that to me, that bridge is the ultimate. And, you know, I, I, I can only imagine I, I could never be a cab driver, but I would do it just for the people <laughs> watching opportunities just to be able to go, okay, I don't want to do that. Oh, that's good. I want to do that. <laughs> One thing they need to be sipping while they're driving anywhere is the Roxanne blend of coffee. It's a little bit of pecan, a little bit of butterscotch. It smells like Christmas to me. I got to pick it out. And it supports missionaries around the world. They're very frugal. I keep to raise the price of the bag of the mm. coffee and they won't because they, this is very popular coffee. I'm so excited. It yeah. just sells very well. Go to mybrotherscup.com, click on the rock sand blend. The bag is even pretty. I just, I can't believe it. It's good stuff. And just in time for the holidays, if you want to find out more about them, you can go to our website, simply find them at roxanneandace.com. So we mentioned I was going to share some Christmas tree decorating tips. Okay. Yes, please. This comes from my mom who decorated every room and that's what I do now. A lot of people are fortunate enough to have a real tree and I'm very jealous. I get like asthmatic wheezing around a real tree, so I can't have it. So an artificial tree, if you're taking out of the box, it needs to be fluffed. That doesn't mean just sort of do it. That means this is crazy now, but it works. Every little branch needs to be fluffed out to fill out the artificial tree. And you don't want bunches of lights. Those need to be separated. And that's a separate project on its own. I work from top to bottom. Yeah. Then the next step. If there are obvious gaps, you want to fill them with your larger ornaments. And what you need to think of when you're decorating is deep first. Hmm. So the deep gaps and, and Christmas tree bulbs that are large. I'm sorry, I'm a person that talks with my hands. This is obnoxious. You're right. <laughs> you take the large bulbs. I even have big golden angels that I stuff in the crevices that are more open. Right. Then you work from the outs, from the inside out. The tree needs to have some bulbs at the very bottom, hanging off the bottom, which sounds crazy. A lot of people don't do that because doggies, kiddos, whatever. But it does make the tree look better. And as you're working out, make sure you have ornaments that are in the middle, on the ends as well. I have icicles that hang on the end. It just makes it look fuller and more sparkling. Yeah. And uh, I just think those little tips and the colors. Okay. You obviously don't want to look at the tree and there's a blob of red bulbs here and there's green here and there's, you need to step back, get perspective and then even out the colors of the bulbs. And I'm so happy to say my adult daughter last year did her tree and was very unhappy with the way it looked and called me this year and said, mother, I need you come help me. And it did make a difference. So, well, so and there I, are my little tips. I can speak firsthand. I've been at Roxanne's at Christmas time. It looks like better homes and gardens. I mean, so it's sweet. Like Martha Stewart oh. came over and asked for Roxanne's help. Like that's how oh professional goodness. it looks. So it's amazing. But I do want to say this too, that I, I haven't ever thought about like the big ornaments to fill the holes. I've always done ribbon. So like, like put nice. the ornaments on, on the places where you have a place to hang them, but then start with nice. your ribbon at the top, maybe from the angel or the star, whatever you use, and then fill it in for the same purpose. So, so I did, I wasn't being intentional like that, but, it, but, it, and now that you're saying that I go, oh yeah, I cover the big holes with the ribbon. So 
you know, there are ways to do it. it whatever feels festive, right? <laughs> whatever feels festive. So there's a Scandinavian sleep method that they say will save your marriage. So that piques my interest. Well, and I asked my wife about this because I said, uh, uh, we're okay. going to talk about this on the show this week. Is this something that you would do? And she's like, you do whatever you need, but the weighted blanket is mine. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, okay. So I was like, well, if I got to get another comforter, then I got to get another weighted blanket. So if if the, the Scandinavian method is that, you know, you still sleep in the same bed, but you have your own blankets and comforters so that when you roll and turn, you're less likely to wake up your spouse. It's really pretty brilliant. The first thing I think of, though, is how is that going to look? That's going to look bad. Right. But it really doesn't. They take two twin comforters, sometimes contrasting, sometimes the same, yeah. and lay them sideways over a king, and it fits, and it works out well. I guess at night you'd have to turn it back around. I don't know. But I do think that's brilliant because... There's no note two people whose body temperature is the same. Oh, I yeah. freeze all night long. Wayne is hot as a firecracker. So us trying to navigate blankets is a little and I'm a blanket hog. Yeah. They will all end up on me and he'll have, you know. Well, and and the same thing happens in our bed. But w with that weighted blanket, if one of us gets too much of the other, the comforter just comes by default because you've got the extra, you know, 15 pounds or whatever it is that's coming with it. So, you know, if, if, if at least that's my defense, when she wakes up and froze all night, I was like, babe, the way the blanket took it away. I didn't know. I was asleep. I was, I was having dreams. Well, and then there's your bride who hasn't gone through menopause yet. She's too young. But for those of us who have, wow, to go from an ice cube every night to a fiery furnace, you're like, no, but hey, I'm getting a view thing. of hell now. Yeah. Here's <laughs> the thing I will say about my wife, though, and I say this in a loving manner because it's one of the things that's endearing at bedtime is she has her heated her heating pad on her side of the bed. But the window is also cracked open. The window is on my side of the room. So I'm getting all this draft and she's over there with her little heated heating pad. And I'm like, babe, she's like, but I like it like this. I'm like, okay. So I just pull it all the way up to my neck and I'm like, good night. You know? Yeah. I'm but out. I know a secret about you. You're one of these people I envy that when you decide you're going to sleep, it's like one second. I'm like, how did that happen? Yeah. Boom. You're true. out. It is true. My wife will know. She knows that if I brush my teeth before her, I'm likely probably going to be asleep before she said goodnight to the kids. <gasps> Just like that. Roxanne and Ace Unlimited continues. Thank you for being here. The Lord is gracious to bring us the most wonderful people to interview. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I was just blown away by this wonderful woman and her warmth. I was speaking and we met and it was like a collision of similar souls. And Wasn't I it? like I could tell her anything. <laughs> and now she has a really big ministry, which is really exciting. Restored ministry. She uh -huh. speaks all around the state of Alabama. And I'm sure she'd travel if, if you can. Yeah, she it up. will. Yes. And so we are thrilled to welcome to the show the incredible Angela Chambers. Hi there. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be with you today. <laughs> now I know we've all heard the phrase made in his image, but M-A-I-D 
is your topic and I have to understand what that means. Well, let me tell you, I wasn't happy about it when it happened, but so guys, I, I walked out of a 28 year marriage about 10 years ago. And before that I had been in ministry. I'd been on staff at a church. I'd been a preschool children's minister. And at the time when I left the marriage, I was not on staff at the church. Uh, I had left. And then um, the last year of my marriage, um, my husband at the time had cancer and he had a lot of things going on. It was not something that was going to take his life, but it was big at the time. So I wasn't working because I was at a lot of doctor's appointments and things going on with him. So when I had to leave, I didn't have a job. I didn't have a place to live. I owned my car and that was all I had. So I had to have a job very quickly. And I thought, okay, people uh, will know me, maybe trust me, be in their homes. And I keep a very clean house myself. And so I thought, I'll just see if I can clean houses. So I picked up a few and I started cleaning. Well, one of those was my nephew and his my little girl, my great niece, uh, CG. One day I was cleaning her house and they lived in a very large house and her bedroom was very large. She had a, a big walk-in closet and a big bathroom that was almost half the size of the house I lived in. And she looked at me one day and she said, Aunt Angie, our other maid broke a pitcher, and that's why we hired you. And I went, maid? Maid? Y'all think I'm your maid? What? And I, it, I just stumbled all over it. Hmm. And when I got home, I had a big conversation with the Lord. And then this other client called me, and she said, you know what? Um, my husband wants to retire, and, and we're going to have to not have you come anymore because we have to cut expenses. Well, I just had to come apart with Jesus and I began to rant and rave and just fuss at him about what. And I said, I was called a maid today, a maid. And I'm like, do you even see me down here? And he said, yes, I see you because you're flailing your arms at me and you're screaming at me. I see you. And he let me know, Ace and Roxanne, that this time where I was going into homes and cleaning their homes and meeting needs that they had, that he was actually giving me some space to heal, mm -hmm. that these people were giving me income. Um, they were giving me leftover food out of the refrigerators, you know, because I didn't have a whole lot at the time. Um, they were encouraging me. They were um, giving me bonuses at Christmas time. It was near there. They were praying for me. They were people that loved the Lord too. And they were giving me the things that I needed, hugs and healing. And God spoke to me that day and he said, Angela, you had to have some time to regroup and to heal. And I need you to know that you're being made in my image. Hmm. I said, Lord, that is not funny. I just spoke back to <laughs> made in your image mm. because cleaning houses was not something that I wanted to do. Yeah. But here I was. Are you amazed at how God provides and teaches us and is so gentle by how he does that? I am so amazed because during that time, I helped um, people. I took some people to the doctor. I 
had, some people had children and I would stop and fix their lunch or rock some to sleep. Um, I had to go to uh, a house and she needed groceries bought. And so I left and went and bought the groceries. One lady, I got a text from a lady and she wanted me to paint. I said, I, I cannot paint. What? <laughs> I can't even paint my own walls at my own house. I'm a sloppy painter. <laughs> like, what are you asking me to do here? And it was more than just cleaning a house. It was doing whatever that these people needed me to do. And God was saying to me, Angela, just wash my feet. Just do what these people need me to do. And, and through that, you know, I was earning an income and I was able to make my way, you know, because I, I was not getting any alimony or anything for, for the first two years. I got no help. And so I, I, he was showing me, I've got this, you know, he showed me, told me um, years before that he was going to restore me. And this was part of my restoration. This was how he was showing me restoration was coming by cleaning people's houses. That's great. Well, and I think we've all had that angry conversation with God. Like, how yeah. dare you treat me or allow yes. people to treat me this way? Or, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm better yeah. than this. I'm six figure good. And, you know, and whatever. I know, right? but, but I think we forget that we have to go through seasons of restoration. We have to go through seasons we where we're, we're not serving others other than the fact that we're just resting. And that's what I love about yeah. your story. How much of that have you been able to challenge other people to just rest? Well, it's, I have been, I have been able, and you know, I have to keep reminding myself sometimes that I have to do that. But you know, when we go through something like this, we don't get over it very quickly. Yeah. We don't get over it very quickly at all. A 28-year marriage is a long time. And I had a lot of healing to do. I had to come with to terms with a lot of things in my own life and in my part of the marriage. And so it is part of my platform that I get to teach about in finding restoration. You know, the 23rd Psalm said, you know, <laughs> we have to sit quietly by pools of water a lot of the time. And we can't do that if we're not being ministered to ourselves. We can't minister to others. And I know God allowed me to go through that in order to lead me to the steps where I am now in ministry. I was doing preschool and children's ministry. And then I was frustrated because, you know, um, and sometimes it's sad to say in churches, when you go through something like this, I couldn't, I couldn't get a job again in children's ministry. I was marked, so to speak. And it was frustrating to me. But God said, I, Angela, we're going, I've got a plan for you. And if you will rest during this time, and Ace and Roxanne, I cleaned houses for seven years, seven years, seven. It wasn't what I wanted to do. But um, now the... Uh, Darren is as my husband now, and in December we will celebrate five years. And I don't, I don't have a job. I tell people I don't have time to work, but I can take <laughs> care of my mom. And uh, my daddy passed away just one year ago, and I got to help my mama take care of him those last five years. He had a stroke; it brought on vascular dementia. So I ministered to my parents, and I take care of twelve grandbabies. I have twelve grandbabies, and so I get to help my girls. 
And now the ministry is off and running. I'm like a horse at the gate and I'm stomping to get out and God <laughs> opened up the gate. And I, I'm running. And so that restful time where I did those jobs, that's what God prepared me for. And so it is a platform that I get to share with people. Well, you have a double whammy because you never envisioned you would be a maid. No. And then I'm sure you never envisioned being a pastor's wife for so many years and going through divorce. I remember a phase I went through where I felt like there was a big L glued to my forehead for loser because I never envisioned being divorced. Okay. Nobody does that goes through it, but it's horrible. I describe getting divorced. It's like your flesh is just burning off your back. The pain, the wailing that came out of my mouth through divorce. Right. I just, that's why God hates divorce, because it almost kills you, I, yeah. I think. It's horrible. It's, and, it's losing someone, but they're still alive. Yeah. Right. And so you had, but I want to talk about that. You had a double whammy. You're doing something you didn't want to do. You ended up in a place you didn't want to be. And you had that divorce. Did you have divorce shame like I did? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, I would get phone calls and people would say, I've, I, of all the people, I, nev I never expected it from you. And I'd go, oh, well, ta-da. <laughs> it's me. It, it's me. It's because I hid it well. I wore a mask. I was serving on a church staff and hid it. People mm. did not know what I was going through in, in my marriage because I put on, I thought that's what good little Christian girls did. I thought we stayed. I thought we put up with stuff and we just were going to carry on and do our thing. And so I did. Yes. I wore the, the L and the, the, the shame and the regret of it. And, you know, it's just, it's just how society and how church people make mm -hmm. us feel. So, Angela, tell us about Restored Ministries. Oh, so Restored Ministries is um, a, a few months after uh, I was separated. I went to the beach with my mother-in-law. And through um, an experience with God, he met me at the beach through finding shells. And he let me know that those shells that I was finding had made it to the shore from a storm. And I was finding big, beautiful, whole shells. And he said, I wanted you to have something tangible that you can hold in your hands. And I want you to know that you're going to be restored. Just like these shells made it to shore, you're going to make it. You're going to be whole. You're going to be beautiful. You're going to be restored. And I wrote that word with my finger in the sand and I took a picture of it. It sits on my dresser. And from that point on, I began to study and research and find out and tell people about that and tell people that we're more than our circumstances say that we are. We don't have to stay stuck in whatever our thing is that we can learn and grow. I could have shaken my fist at God and said, why me, God? You know, I've served you all my life. I've been in church and I've been a Christian since I was seven and I've never walked away and I've, I've wanted to honor you and serve you. Why did this? Or I could say, God, I'm in a mess and I really need your help and I want to grow and go from here. And so that's what I did. And I dug deep and I, I learned from a book, Stormio Martin's Lord, I Want to Be Whole. I, I studied that book and I teach it now at the Love Lady Center every Friday and try to help them know how to be whole from whatever stuff and junk is in our life. And so now I speak, 
And um, I'm a speaker on womenspeakers.com. I'm a featured speaker there. I teach at the Love Lady Center. Um, I have just published my first um, book. It's a 30-day devotional called Real Life, Real Hope. And that's how God speaks to me in my everyday life. It's about tangled up necklaces or not driving when I'm sleepy or all manner of, of gardening where God just speaks to me in everyday life. But there's hope from that. And the scriptures tie in to that of where God just speaks to us. So Restored Ministries is going well. Angela Chambers, you're an inspiration to all of us. Oh, you just you. glow God, with happiness. God, God, he is so good. He is so good. So good. So how can people find you? Because obviously they do want you to come and speak and they do want to get your resources. So how can they find Thank you? Thank you. So uh, Restored one at gmail.com. Womenspeakers.com. I'm on that. Uh, Facebook is um, Restored Ministries and Angela Heights Chambers Facebook pages. So those ways are how you can get in touch with me. I have several events coming up. The book is AKA Publishing, uh, AKA Christian Publishing, or uh, they can get in touch with me. It has, yes, it's just been an exciting journey that God has prepared me for by being made in his image. So good. It's Angela. so exciting. I love your story. Thank you so much for taking the Thank time to be with us. Thank you guys for inviting <laughs> me and uh, all that y'all are doing to help all of us that are on our way. It's just been exciting. All right. One more thing before we say goodbye. McDonald's getting rid of self-serve soda machines. Listen, this is the future of drive through America and getting yeah. things delivered by DoorDash or even Uber Eats or whatever it is you use. These places to go sit down in a fast food place are going bye-bye because there aren't any people in there. 40% of people have their food, their fast food delivered now. That's I mean, a lot. I, I, I'm among that percentage because I can't tell you the last time I actually sat in a fast food restaurant. I can't. I can't. It's been so oh, like, wow. pre-COVID. I cannot even remember. And now with the apps where you can order it ahead and you just pull up, give them your name, they hand you your food and you're done. I mean, I love that. But I will say this, especially for the drink fountain and TikTok is to blame for this. There are people who have admitted to keeping an empty, you know, fast food cup in their hand. So if it's Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's or whatever, and then they just walk in oh, and not good. fill it up. Mm -hmm. And so, so, Theft. you know, TikTok's to blame. And, and people outing themselves. So I applaud you for being truthful, but you just ruined, you know, all the, the soda fountain opportunity refills for all of us. But I mean, my thought is, and here's the trick to it. If you're like, well, I'm not getting enough soda. Okay. Do this, order your drink through the drive-through and order less ice. So then it's more full of the actual liquid because nothing's worse than, you know, you get to the end of your meal and you're like, especially me, I get the spicy chicken sandwich, right? So I'm like mm -hmm. tanking up on my lemonade. <laughs> like, I need more. Give it to me, please. Not asking for much. Well, speaking of McDonald's, just one more thing. Cookies and cream pies, they're letting TikTok influencers mm -hmm. taste test them first. And I'm a little upset because you and I should be all over that. I do like McDonald's little pies. You know that I like McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Same. I would be all about the cookies and cream pie. And I've noticed there are no Roxanne and Ace cookies and cream pies. And I'm a little upset. Well, here, you know. 
Here's what you do. You come to my house for Thanksgiving. You can have all the Oreo pie you want. And oh. it's full of sweet goodness. Nice. It's going to be great. Thanks for hanging out with us this week. <laughs> Thanks again to My Brother's Cup and Birmingham Mortgage Group for making this week possible. Like, share, and follow so that we will see you next week as we celebrate Thanksgiving. Roxanne, have a great weekend. I love you. You too. Love you too. You've been listening to Roxanne and Ace Unlimited. To make sure you don't miss future shows, you can subscribe anywhere you like to podcast and catch up on anything you've missed. Find out more at RoxanneandAce.com. Roxanne and Ace Unlimited is a production of Spacebird Media.